Hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch It Again, the podcast where we go through 101 movies to see before you die. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are the Fantabulous. Oh, I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. And this week it's Kat's turn. Go for it. So, this week we watched uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Strangers on a Train. Well, I watched most of it. I had a little nap halfway through it, but I read up on it, so I know what happens. That, uh, that speaks volumes to how much Kat's going to appreciate this movie. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it, and I think I will watch it again. So, just jump into the end alert there. Spoiler alert segment at the Just end a bit there. tired. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So, it's a psychological thriller, and it was produced and directed by Alfred Hitchcock. And it's based on the novel of the same name um, by, I don't know, I did not write her name down. But she also wrote The Talented Mr. Ripley. Um, and Hitchcock bought the rights for the novel um, in like I think it was 1950 or something for only seven and a half thousand dollars, which would be about um, seventy five thousand dollars today. Um, was it a popular novel? Do you know? It was at the time. So, like in comparison, Gillian um, uh, Flynn's Gone Girl was sold for. Um, one and a half million dollars the rights for that and that was only a few years ago yeah damn steal yeah massive steal like he left his name off the buying I guess um, like he he didn't indicate who was buying the rights to the film so uh, the rights to the novel sorry so I think otherwise she would have asked for a lot more money Um, so the film stars Farley Granger, Ruth Roman and Robert Walker and features Leo Carroll, Pat Hitchcock, who is Alfred Hitchcock's daughter and Laura Elliott. Um, I didn't recognise any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I recognise no one from this film. Yeah. Who did Alfred Hitchcock's daughter play? So she is um, the sister who looks like... Mer- who has the glasses yeah, yeah. okay yeah yeah okay I see um, that but yeah um, would someone like to run us over the plot or do, would you like me to I have it all written out or I, I can give it a crack yeah okay alright so wait can you tell me the main dude's name again his Guy. name Guy, Guy Haynes and so he's Guy played Haynes by Farley Granger is a professional tennis player mhm and he gets on the train to go somewhere, hometown, can't remember what it's called. And he Metcalf. meets a mysterious man that is a big fan and knows, seems to know everything about him and that he's having troubles with his wife and that they're somewhat separated and that he's somewhat having an affair with the senator's daughter. And this mysterious stranger outlines a the way to get away with a perfect murder is that you swap murders with someone so that the murder is completely unconnected to the person that gets murdered so therefore it will never be solved because how would the police ever look at that person to do the murder exactly and he puts a hypothetical out there that he could kill Guy's wife in exchange for Guy killing his father and Guy kind of thinks nothing of it but then the guy goes and kills Guy's wife and then this whole thing unfolds of like holy shit what do I do this guy's killed my wife he wants me to kill his dad but like he wants guy wants to go to the police, but like he can't because it'll look like he's involved. And these things unfold, and then we get in the most boring tennis match ever yeah. in a movie. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> and, no. 
and and then it all comes to a head at an amusement park and the most brutal carousel dismembering I've ever seen happens and then the movie ends and everyone lives happily ever after except for the dead girl and the guy that did the murder. Yeah, pretty much. That's my attempt. No, excellent. Um, That's what happened in the movie. So I just wanted to touch on the actual, like, kind of opening scene, I guess, of the movie, which is the camera following two sets of... Oh, don't die on us there, Jacob. The camera following two sets of um, shoes, I guess, as they walk through the train station and it kind of cuts between them. And I think it's really interesting because you don't actually see their faces until you get onto the train. So essentially they're strangers on a train. It's like... I was about to <laughs> say that, damn it. Whoa. Holy shit. Movie. Um, I found that funny. Anyway. I was 100% waiting for someone to say, we were just strangers on a train, but no one ever said it. And I was really upset. Like, someone please say the line. I'm just going to drop it in there at some point. No, but like, but like In the actual movie. Oh, I was waiting for yeah. like a, an, a character to say it. Yeah. But we're just a couple of good fellas. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah, just the so Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of all these Star Wars. <laughs> too far, Nick. Up too far. Yeah. <laughs> you went one too far. I couldn't think of any more, so sorry. Um, it's almost like it's a Jurassic Park. You've gone too far. Can, can you tell that it's late night recording? <laughs> Sorry, um, carry on. Go on, Kat. What was I going to say next? Oh, okay. So the next kind of thing I wanted to bring up was the whole, like, Bruno stalking Miriam through the... Um, <coughs> what is it? It's like a little amusement park, but... yeah. And that's just really creepy. It's got this weird little little water bit off to the side. Yeah. But she's kind of like so into like, it. Like she kind of like eye fucks him the whole time. <laughs> and not in like a creepy way. She's just like, ooh, hello. And it's so weird. Yeah, she doesn't seem surprised at all when that happens. No. But like taking it a step back, right? So when they get onto the boats to go through the Tunnel of Love, this the shadows are really cool, I think. Um, did you guys notice that? Yeah, we like kind of came up and over them, and then you get like that like blood them. curdling scream, but then it turns into her laughing. So it's like putting you a bit on edge. Yeah, kind of does the back and forth of oh, it's 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 happening. Wait, no, it's just something yeah. psych. Normal. Yeah. Oh. And then yeah, they obviously go to the island, and guy loses track of Miriam, and then Bruno strangles Miriam. In a very quiet, quiet way. Like, there's no screaming or... She doesn't fight yeah, I initially, at all. I, I initially thought he stabbed her because, like, it was kind of unclear. Just, like, was obviously going in for, like, a kiss or something and then... Yeah. Faking it out. But then, yeah, it, was a, it, it wasn't until they said the strangled thing that I realised that that was it. Yeah. Because she just kind of, like, floats towards the ground, I guess. But that scene, um, that shot is really cool um, with the reflection in the glasses. So you don't actually see him strangle her. You see a reflection of him strangling her. And I have it written down how they did that. Oh, wow, Jacob. Okay. That's it's all right. I'm muting myself every time I sneeze or cough. 
Um, so the audience won't hear me. <laughs> so he kind of got... So Hitchcock got a few exterior shots of the park using both actors. And then um, later they started filming on a soundstage with a large concave reflector on the floor. So the camera was on one side of the reflector and um, the actors were on the other. And they just kind of like, I guess he just directed them on how to act, which is his job. (laughs) How to be murdered slash murder. Yeah. How do you elegantly strangle someone without her just thumping to the ground? And it took seven takes to get it that way. Um, but yeah. Well, it did look good. It at looked least. really good. I was very impressed. For the 1950s, that was a very clear shot. This movie is very visually appealing. Yeah, it really it, is. It is. It's quite like, sharp, too. Was it 1951? Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I watched like the Blu ray version, which had been the version that you guys. Did you watch the version I gave you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's like the yeah. remastered version. Just play white so crisp, but like even then, like it is a very visually pleasant film to watch. Mm. I think it's fair to compare in terms of like um date to Seven Samurai since and since we did it last yeah. week. Yeah. Like both nineteen fifties movies. A lot yeah, a lot better looking this movie, like hundred yeah. percent. It is very interesting. But I think even like I mentioned in my weird little plot bit the tennis match mm. <laughs> it might be a very dull tennis match and like obviously it's filming a tennis match in 1951 but the visual shots and the close-ups of the two players mm. are really nice well the long like, shots were actually um filmed i think it was the u.s open or something and it was australia versus uk <laughs> Yeah, it was so, just yeah. so random. And then obviously they shot the actual Yeah, actors. like the close-up shots are like, they're visually appealing because it's mm. such a soft, close focus. Mm. And the background's kind of all blurred, like a, yeah, like blurred out. Like it's, it's a, an appealing sight to behold. <laughs> I actually... That's what I'm going to go with. I know you didn't really like the tennis scene, Jacob, but tennis is like my favourite sport to watch on TV. So I was kind of enjoying it. <laughs> See, I, I, I enjoy watching tennis, but there's something about this game I was just like, yeah. fuck, this is weird. And you just like want it, it to end so that you can yeah, get to it's the like, next part of the movie. Because you watch pretty much like the whole first game mm. in real time. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, just speed this along. Like, I want to see what happens after It'll tennis It'll be a match. montage today. Yeah. Like, come on, like, things, this is starting to build up. It's about to be like the big finale. Mm. And I'm stuck in this slow-moving tennis match. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, come on. It didn't on. feel like it was building anticipation either. It just, like, to some extent it was. And then it just dragged. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not watching a thriller anymore. I'm watching tennis. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's so, like, the suspense and everything builds. And he's like, you know, as soon as the tennis match ends, we've got, I've got to go here and I've got to confront him. And then it's like, okay, but let's spend 10 minutes watching the tennis match. Mm. Yeah, um, not ideal. Not that this is from from that tennis match part, but earlier when guys playing tennis and Bruno's just sitting in the crowd and like everyone else is like looking back and forward while he's staring straight at guy. It was meant to be really unsettling, but I think I just burst out laughing when I saw. <laughs> that. It's like the scene in Ocean's so Eleven weird. where Matt Damon's just like standing and watching, 
George Clooney's character and everyone else turns around to see the like building being blown up. Do you guys exactly. do you know what I'm talking yeah. about or am I just feeling yeah. shit? Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. I don't know what you're talking about. No, no idea. Okay. But like compared to that one, I just this one just was so funny to me for some reason. <laughs> Can we talk about Bruno? Oh yeah, please. He's a creepy So Hitchcock's pretty good at like developing like you sort of villains in his movies. Yeah. He's a lot like... Um, ha- has anyone seen the first season of Fargo? No. Uh, yes. No. He's a bit like... Oh, at least the introduction is a bit like um, Billy Bob Thornton's yeah. character. Yeah, I see that. Well, it's kind of the same premise. And I watched that and I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> but like, Fargo's not as clever as I thought. Yeah, Bruno in this is very intelligent, but also fucking psychotic bit of a mama's boy really yeah like he's a Hitchcock villain nothing wrong with that yeah. um but yeah like he's to such a loose unit like his presence is so menacing because he may seem so soft and nice like exterior but he's got this like sort of like this presence on screen like he could do anything at any moment yeah like, we watched him stalk and kill Miriam. And from that, it's sort of like, he could kill any one of these other characters at any point in this film. Yeah. Like, I felt like at one point, like, there was going to be a second murder. Yeah, I thought there might have been in the... Like, when like the sister the figured... Like, yeah. somewhat... I thought the sister figured it out. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, But then it turns out she die. didn't. But, like... Yeah, he's such just a presence on screen. And it's such a powerful character like credit to Hitchcock for this like I guess like this mm. that like he developed such these like strong villains in his films but like for me Bruno in this is just such a menacing figure in every and scene think, and he holds like, his own so well in opposed to Guy who's this kind of nice country boy who turned professional tennis player who just kind of wants to do the right thing but is put in this really weird situation mm-hmm. because he had a conversation that he thought was kind of joking with a complete fucking maniac. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, Hitchcock changed Bruno's character a lot from the book. So in the book he was like this raging alcoholic and they kind of created him to be a bit more softer and like a bit more, I guess, like, um, believable almost but um at the time they wanted to include uh like homosexual undertones with him so i don't know if you guys picked yeah up on that. i picked that up Thank a lot god yeah my first note from this movie is bruno was annoying as fuck also is he hitting on guy 100 yeah. um, so hitting on guy all the time at the time you obviously couldn't show that in movies so Robert Walker, who plays Bruno, um, worked with Hitchcock to like develop these mannerisms and things that would show he was gay, but would get past the censorship laws. <laughs> but he's so gay. Yeah. So gay. Yeah. Um, like, the way he speaks, he speaks to someone at one point, and I'm pretty sure he says darling in the most mm. feminine man way I've ever heard it being said in a movie. <laughs> And I was like, um, can you say that like that in 1951? Apparently so. Apparently so. Also, can we talk about his mum? Like, she is oh, also she's psychotic. T- yeah. <laughs> My second note is Bruno's mum's fake ass laugh. <laughs> yeah. 
and creepy ass fucking painting. Yeah, that was so scary. What the fuck was that? Uh, but yeah, and she's just like completely dismisses the fact that her son like is a murderer. Yeah, she just doesn't care. She's in her own world. Yeah, love that. I've also seen her in something, but I don't know what it is. She looks very familiar. I can't tell you. I could not help you in terms of 1950s actresses. Maybe it's just that look from the 50s. Yep. Mm. Um, so, one thing that kind of also keeps cropping up through this movie is the lighter. Um, so, yes. it's a lighter a to with G. two tennis rackets crossed, and yeah, it says A to G on it. So, funny story about this lighter. Hitchcock wasn't originally going to include it, but this brand really wanted some product placement. So he was just like, oh, I'll just put it in. Like, he can just pick it up or whatever. And it ended up being, like, one of the biggest kind of... uh, What's the word? It's not a motif, like, symbol of the movie and that it's known for. So this um, just, like, random... I think it was, like, Ronsom or something, lighter brand, got all this... All this um, product placement. It is an appealing looking lighter. It's I will really say nice. that. It does look really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't make um, them like that anymore. No. Is, that, is the A to G thing, was that explained? Did I just forget what that yeah, was? Yeah, so A's um, the girlfriend, the senator's daughter, the girlfriend. Um, What's her name? I've got um, Oh, Anne Morton. Yeah. yeah. Anne to Guy. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that might have been like part of the branding or something, but no, never mind. Yeah. They did put a narrative spin on it at the very least. Yeah. So Miriam drops it when she's being strangled and Bruno picks it up and then kind of keeps it so he can um, frame Guy with it later. But then he bloody drops it down a drain. Like, he's so not cut out to be a villain, really. Can we talk about the arm down the drain? Sure. I missed that bit. Okay, so he, stick his, he sticks his arm down the drain to get it out, right? And then he puts his hand in the first time and he, like, kind of just gets it then he drops it further down the drain. Mm. He then somehow gets, like, his arm probably down, like, a three-foot drain when, like, the wide shot. Like, it's a fair distance. Mm. Yeah. And he somehow squeezes his arm through a hole that his hand had just got through at the start <laughs> and picks it up. And I'm like, bruh, either you're Mr. Fantastic... He's a lanky boy. Or that grate is not made out of metal. <laughs> because, like, how is your... And he's like, looks in pain. Like, how is your arm going down there? He probably just skinned it. And like, how did you not... How did it, you pull that back out? <laughs> um, so, apparently, because Alfred Hitchcock had a lot of time on his hands, he, like, fully micromanaged this film and actually selected the pieces of rubbish that were going to be sitting in the drain when he reached his arm down in there. That doesn't surprise me at all, to be no. honest. Really it not. It is Hitchcock. Really not. Um, so, do you want to talk about the carousel? Sure. Bruh. <laughs> Holy this, fuck. Yeah. I feel like if this was a modern thriller, that would be... Graphic as hell. Brutal. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking about graphic... Um, you know the shot where that guy is crawling under the carousel that's, like, out of control? Yeah. Yeah, that was not a stunt guy. That was just some random volunteer, and he actually did that. 
Like, if he had lifted his head up or, like, moved at the wrong angle, he would have been, like, banged around a lot. Fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. So Hitchcock He would said have that been fucking decapitated. Of, yeah. That was one of the, um, like, craziest and most dangerous stunts he'd ever filmed, and he would never do it again. So originally they had like a stunt guy slash extra to do that. And then this guy's just like, nah, I'll do no, it. I think that it just wasn't planned and he just needed the shot. And yeah, he was just like, well, we're going to actually do it. Yes. Yeah, so I suppose they were just going to have it off, off screen that someone yeah. like got to manage to so turn, the, turn like, the thing off. When that dude starts crawling under there. One of the police officers is like, no, don't. And then the other guy says something. He's like, Oh, he's like, oh, are you going to go under there? He's like, nah, he should be fine. <laughs> so just yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, fucked up. I'm going under there. I guess he can go under there. Yeah. Well, that's fucking wild. But like that dismantling, like there's kids and stuff on that, right? Yeah. I watched and that. There's like, like reaction like, no shots of all these like, mothers like freaking out. But like, are they all fine? Because like, freaking. I guess so. You don't get person, any like, closure, huh? Yeah. Like, did, ev- is, did everyone else get fucked up like him or... Like, holy shit. And how is Guy fine? Yeah. I guess thing was, Bruno that, just got real unlucky. That thing was going so fast. Like, he was hanging off it. Like, his feet were suspended in the air. Yeah. It was going that fast. And then it just suddenly stopped. Essentially derailed and, and, and fell apart. The guy that was next to him, the bad guy, Bruno, is essentially crushed to death. And he's like... Nah, just walk away. Don't even and then have a guy scratch. just gets up, no whiplash, no yeah. nothing, just like, yeah, that's this is what happened. And I was thinking, like, is there like ten dead kids right there? Yeah. Like, what happened? What happened to the kid that he put in the chair? Like, did he yeah. just die? Like, who knows? What happened? Who knows? I mean, you think about like that. No one really like. You don't feel too bad for Miriam at the start, right? Mm. And then it's it's just a continuation of that. You don't feel bad about these ten possibly dead children. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so the actual carousel, obviously, they had a life-size one, but they filmed the destruction of it in miniature and then projected I it onto a screen. I fucking hope so. Yeah, <laughs> projected yeah. it onto a screen and then had the live actors in front. And I think that holds up pretty well. Um, yeah, it, it didn't look. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Like no, visually. it didn't look like it was being protect, bleh, projected. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool, and it didn't look like a miniature. No. At least. Miniature um, factory of death. But yeah, just <laughs> want to know if those poor kids are alive. <laughs> like there was a woman standing next to one of those horses with yeah. her kid. She's dead for sure. Yeah. Well, everyone is dead. We like, just we just saw their ghosts. That's just guy dead. just gets up. He's like, oh, "I'm right." There's 20 dead people in here, but I'm the main guy, so I survived. Mm. Police have to deal with 20 dead people, but no, no, th- this guy was trying to frame me. Look, I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah, look, look, he has my lighter, but he said he doesn't have it. <laughs> oh, look, let's not look in his hand or anything. Yeah, mm. maybe it's weird, man. Yeah, it's weird. It's very but Hitchcock. It's very Hitchcock. Um, yes. And so then the ending, obviously, Bruno. Does Bruno die? I missed that. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah Bruno, Bruno gets crushed to death, man. Right. When he um when he when he reveals the lighter to them, he like it's essentially his hand like like he's oh. dead and so he can't his can't hand right. opens up because his it. muscles relax. Right. Yeah. Um. And so then the movie ends, and Guy and Anne are sitting in a train carriage, and a man across from them um, asks Guy if he's Guy Haynes, <laughs> which is the same way that Bruno started their conversation. And so he and Ian both get up and leave the car. Oh, get the hell out <laughs> of here. Not again, yeah. bitches. Yeah. Do not blame them at all. <laughs> Which I thought was a bit funny. That is, I did like that. There ending. were a few like humorous points throughout this movie. I didn't write them down, but that was one of them. Um, so I might talk a bit about casting. I don't. I didn't really have much on that because I mean, we obviously don't really know the actors and at the time it was filmed a lot of studios had their own stars under contract so warner bros wanted the stars that they had um just to be cast wherever possible to kind of keep costs down still somewhat like that now yeah i think though it was a lot more um like a lot stricter back in the day you know um so uh, here what am i thinking where am i reading um so ruth roman who plays oh sorry what am i reading yeah ruth roman so she plays ian um hitchcock did not like her at all (laughs) said that she was lacking in sex appeal. Um, wow. So that's, 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 that's a, that's a really 1950s bad. comment if I've heard yeah. one. <laughs> I'll let you guys make up your own mind about that. And also hearing it from Hitchcock too, that's just... Yeah, apparently he like worse, just made her life hell on set, which kind of seems to be a trend in his directorial style. He'll just like pick think- someone and make yeah. their life hell. <laughs> torment the fuck out of his main female star. Yeah, pretty much. Because why not? Yeah. I guess. Thanks, Alfie. It's the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Sexual harassment wasn't a thing. <laughs> I mean, it was. It just wasn't called that. It was um, just called Suck It Up, Princess. It's how you get ahead of the industry. Mm. Um, another thing that he kind of did to one of the other female leads, so Casey Rogers, who was Miriam, but this is going to be really, like, confusing. So she was credited as Laura Elliott, but her name is Casey Rogers. And she plays Miriam. She okay. um, she had, like, perfect vision. And Hitchcock insisted that she wore these crazy, like, thick glasses. So even, like, in long shots and that, she'd still have to wear them. And it made her pretty much blind. Like, she couldn't see where, where she was acting or, like, where she was walking or anything. So she had to, like, rely on the other actors to, like, guide How her. good is that? So hence and why the two dudes were essentially holding yeah. her hand or arm the whole there, time. Basically. Yeah. So, and in one scene, so she can be seen dragging her hand along a table as she walks so she could keep track of where she was. Jesus like, Christ. That's just mean. Can they not get glasses that are just, like... A piece of glass? Yeah, you'd think. 
You'd think. Because like, that's what you do now. <laughs> but then that wouldn't have been, been okay with Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. Come no. on, Jacob. Who, you, who are we talking Cause about? Because, like, yeah. in modern day, they're just fake glasses. Mm. It's just a sheet of glass. Like... Well, they just say CG on the glasses, like yeah. You always add him in in post. Just CG on the glasses, yeah. It's exactly. easier than CGing him off. Exactly. Um. So, the actual production of the script had a few hiccups. Um. He Hitchcock turned down eight writers, um, and then he got to Raymond Chandler. So he. Um, he wrote a script. He wrote a few scripts, I think, for Hitchcock. Um, but Hitchcock hated all of them and um, fired him, basically, and got a few other people to write the actual script that the movie is based on, even though Chandler's name is still, like, credit... Like, he still has credit on this movie because he was a bigger name than who was it it was Whitfield Cook and Zenzi Omonde um so they were pretty much nobodies and because Raymond Chandler was known and his name sold Warner Bros insisted that his name stayed on in kind of advertising and in um the credits and things like that so even though he actually contributed nothing to the end of production that um, is what you call a free ride. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of all I really have. It was, really, it was um, nominated for Best Cinematography at the Academy Awards. I can see why. Um, but other than that, it... It was only nominated for like two other awards really randomly. I think it should have been nominated for more. Oh, wait, I have one more fun fact. So in the scene where Ruth Roman and Patricia Hitchcock are watching the tennis match, Ruth gives Patricia a real US $10 bill. Showing a real U- showing real US money in movies then was illegal without permission from the US Treasury Department. <laughs> of course um, Fuck's sake. And they the, didn't have permission. Yeah. But Hitchcock... Hitchcocked it and got permission afterwards. Pretty much. Well, the Treasury Department later removed the prohibition for Psycho and later movies. So, I mean, he got his way in the end. Perseverance, I guess. Yeah. And that is my report on Strangers on a Train. Well done, Kat. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kat. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Um... Can I chuck in a couple more notes that I had on this movie? Yes, of, of course. course. You cannot. Um, so as much as Bruno is just generally creepy, um, <laughs> one of my, I just had a few notes on like being creepy between like the, you know, the first scene hitting on guy and then just the, the like staring at, staring at um, Miriam the whole time in the park. Mm. I also had getting on the bus and sitting next to a stranger when there's empty seats. Yeah. For just how <laughs> maybe this is from a modern perspective and that was very normal back in the day but like there's like five people on that bus and like 10 empty seats and he sits next to the only other person on the bus yeah <laughs> um i also had i like that the cops are actually decent at their job in this movie 
like they I do seem like to know what they're other, doing. Like every other thing, they're like they'll they'll just get thrown off by the easiest thing, and this time they actually keep hounding Guy the whole time. Mm. Um, they don't even arrest him straight away. They kind of like follow him, and they're like, "Oh, this could be leading somewhere. Let's see what happens." Let's actually have a look. Let's just not, no. Let's forget it because of one little thing. And then the last thing I had was um in the scene in Bruno's parents' house when, like, Bruno's pointing the gun at him and Guy just walks away, like, maybe he doesn't think this guy's as scary as, as I do, apparently, but, like, this guy's pointing a gun at him and he's just like, no, nah, not phased at all, just gonna walk back out. This guy that killed my wife without, because of a conversation we had on a train. No, I think, like, I think he feels safe. Good for him. I, I certainly could not around that man. No. God, no. Well, he even says, like, I'm not going to shoot or disturb mother, but, like, I think Guy was just like, he's not going to kill me right now. No, I think he's, like, to get pinned almost for both. intrigued like, with Guy. Yeah. Like, wants to keep playing this twisted game they have going. That that, that makes sense, actually. Mm. <coughs> All right, so is that everything everyone has? Yeah, yeah. Jacob's keen Nic- to get this wrapped up, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> Nicholas. Yeah, I have to go home and build my bed. Hello, Nicholas. Would you watch this again? What do I say, James? <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to tell the truth, Nick. <laughs> so, I've had a very busy week, and I have not watched this movie at all. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. No wonder you've been so quiet but on how everything. Well, how good was I pretending I did? <laughs> you haven't said anything. Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. at least the movie that I didn't watch I read notes on And I listened to a podcast on the way to our record about it So I somewhat knew what happened in it Hey, I listened to a plot recap of this on the way And with that, and also listening to your conversation I really do want to watch this now It's actually, like, very decent for the 1950s Yeah really? I think it holds it sounds like a very timeless kind of story yeah I think it genuinely like, holds up they could just trace the murderer by looking at their opal cards yeah <laughs> but but it's really a um, story that could be set in any era well, the actually only thing that would undo this would be smartphones yeah they're actually developing a modern day version of this it came out in like well in 2015 it was announced or something so I think that'd be really interesting I think Gillian Flynn's attached to it be. and she wrote Gone Girl and the script for Gone Girl, oh. so I think it could be interesting. Could be good if it actually it happens. Could be good. So does that mean you're that is an honorary watch it again, Nick? I think yeah. it's an honorary. He's going to watch a, it. That is a watch it. <laughs> <laughs> watch it the first time. Is, we'll ask him next week if he'll watch, watch it again. James, since you have actually um, watched the film, yes, I have. Um, I I did enjoy it. Um, but it's just another one of those ones where I, I think I enjoyed like the the structure of it and the the gimmicks within it. But I don't know if I is 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 there is is there a maybe to watch it again? Can that be an answer? Yeah, guess no. You can just skip through the tennis <laughs> scenes. <laughs> Next yeah, up, if no. I can, I think if I can skip through the tennis and the fidgeting for the um, for the for the lighter scenes, then yeah, it, yeah I would watch it again. Nice. Well, I would watch it again, I think. Like James, I'd just skip a few spots. But yeah, overall, I think it 
It's a good movie. Personally, I did really enjoy this. I did pause it halfway through to have a break because I don't know. It's, it was only an hour and forty minutes, but I had to have a little break from it. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I just fell asleep. You just fell asleep. Yeah. Um, I watched this today. So I watched it this afternoon, a few hours ago. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely watch this again. Like, I genuinely enjoyed this film. Mm. Like, I was invested in the characters, in what was going to happen next. It wasn't... The tropes of the 1950s weren't there. Mm. It wasn't like 12 Angry Men where everyone's just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> that like, was nice, The actually. male characters, like, the male actors were acting... And talking and civilised and everyone, like, there wasn't... It was subtle. Yeah, and, like, the women, the female characters had conversations with each other and, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, it wasn't... <laughs> they weren't just screaming either. and, like, distressed all the time. It was, like... They were well-rounded characters as well. Yeah, there was good character development in everyone. Mm. And you kind of like, you had a connection with everyone and it like worked, which was good. Mm. So 100% for me, watch again. Yay. Oh. Yeah. Proud of us. Woo. So in saying that, what have we been watching and what are we excited for? Kat, it's your week, so you go first. Well, I have actually watched quite a few movies. Same. Um... We watched the same Wait, did thing it, again. Did I watch The Martian last week or this week? Yeah, did, last week. We watched okay. that last week. Oh, I forgot. Um, I watched both Sherlock Holmes movies, um, which I've Robert Downey Jr. ones. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been watching Sunny, so I'm up to season six now, Nick. Fun. Oh, yeah. That's I nice. love it so much. Everyone should go watch it. Um, and uh, thank you, <laughs> boys. <laughs> and what else have I been watching? Oh, I've been watching The Boys. Um, still only into season one though, because Lockie um, and I have not been Ooh. watching it together. So please don't. Damn it, spoil Lockie! Anything. Come on, we're almost at the end. Um, and oh, and I watched National Treasure last night, which is also a phenomenal movie. Classic. It's just a classic. Can I just ask? Yeah. National and Treasures are pretty good. Who has watched The Boys? Pardon, sorry? Who has watched The Boys? Yeah, I'm up to date. I have watched zero of The Boys. James, <laughs> you need to watch Nick The Boys. Nick will talk about it privately. <laughs> Off air. Okay, can I give away a no. casting? No. Wait, point? what if Why I just take out my earphones so I can't hear you? I feel like you would have seen this. Is it Stormfront? No. No. Okay, I don't know. I don't. Is it gonna be? Is Just it take your headphones out for three seconds, okay, Kat, okay. and then when I wave, you can put them back in. Okay. okay. Are you talking about Jensen Ackles? No. Oh. No, I was talking about Sean Ashmore as Lamplighter. Oh yeah, that's really good. That is really. Is it not amazing, but also the most depressing thing ever? Because he was Iceman. Yeah. And now he's just Pyro. I love it. <laughs> it's really. No, that is a good casting. I do it like just that guy. Hurts inside a little bit. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, we, just to see those movies. Yeah, I watched as a kid. They're just they're just nothing now. Can we bring Cat back? Yeah, we can bring Cat back. She's back. She's back. Welcome back, Cat. Hello. Thanks, guys. We just talked shit about you for thirty seconds. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's been no new boys cast yeah. at all. Yeah. It's our secret okay. code. Um, 
It's not like I won't be able to go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, but spoilers for the boys. How are you, you going to risk that? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. Um, is that was that all you've been watching, Cat? Yeah, yeah, just National uh, well, Treasure, pretty much highlight of my week. I um, I uh, watched a couple of things. I watched The King, the Netflix movie from last year, mm-hmm. with Timoth- Timothy Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet and Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Really fucking good movie. Mm. Um, I also fuck. What's it called? <laughs> I've also watched every Top Gear special because all of Top Gear is on Amazon Prime now. So I watched all the Top Gear specials this week. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Um, so I watched that. I watched The King. And did I talk about um, Devil All the Time last week? No. No. So I watched the new Netflix film Devil All the Time with Tom Holland. Is that the one with Tom Holland? Yeah. Mm. It's really good. What's, what is it about? It looks scary. I think it's the South and, like, Tom, there's like these two towns and Tom Holland's like parents are killed or die and then this other girl's parents die and then they get adopted and then Robert Pattinson's like a preacher and he's really creepy and then Tom Holland, can I spoil this? Yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it. Okay, Tom Holland kills him for oh. payback because he rape, well essentially rapes his sis- younger sister who's like 15. And she gets pregnant and then she kills herself because he is like, it's not mine, it wasn't me, like, you can't tell anyone about this. So she goes and kills herself. So then Tom Holland kills him and then Tom Holland kills a couple more people and then it ends. Right. You're watching yeah. a lot of Robert Patterson mm. movies. It's not even by, like, on purpose. He just <laughs> happens to be in these movies I'm watching. But now I really like him as an actor and, like, I've seen him in, like, three, like, really good movies recently and I'm okay yeah. with him being Batman. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, he is a good actor. Like, I think he's he really is good. underrated because of Twilight. And like in the things I've watched him, he's been himself, like own accent in Tanet, then deep southern accent in this, and then in The King, he's got some weird French accent. Mm. Need to that's watch just, The Lighthouse too. Yeah, I also want to watch that. But yeah, that's what I watched. I highly recommend both of those Netflix films because both of them are amazing. Excellent. Yeah, that's my recommendation for everybody. Go and fucking watch it. <laughs> also, the movie we talked about this week. Right. But like, just watch The King. Like, it's so good, and there's a really good beheading scene in it, and Jesus. some good shit. And Joel Edgerton's in it. He's yeah. really good in it. Yeah. The heavier the expletive, the higher recommendation yeah. from Jacob. Yeah. If I if I'm like go fucking watch it, it means go fucking watch it. <laughs> and now I just earn us our explicit tag for this week's episode. <laughs> You're <Fuck> welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, your turn. Um, I have been either working or moving a week, so I've only watched The Boys, but 10 minutes before we recorded last week, they put out the trailer for WandaVision. Yes. And naturally, we oh. both forgot to talk about it. We, we did not mention it. Even, even though we watched it, it together out, so before we pressed record. What was that? I didn't even know the trailer was out, so yeah. there you go. No, sorry, what did you say, Jacob? Oh, I said, I said like, even though we watched it together, neither of us mentioned it during the episode. Yeah, I know. No, literally <laughs> eight seconds before we pressed record. Yeah. But um, I guess 
like this is the only one coming out this year, like the only Marvel yeah. series, because this was supposed to be second. Yeah, because Falcon like, and Win- Soldier got delayed. But you know what, though? Serves them right, because like six months ago, they were like bragging, being like, oh, we're shooting this in like seven countries. How fancy are we? And now it's like, fuck. And now like WandaVision, that was all shot on sets and shit. It's just coming out. It's just all closed set and green screen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this though. I hope it's weird, because I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it might be good, but it's just going to be a bunch of... Espionage shit. We're spies and shit, mm. and who's Captain um, America? Me? No, me. In topic of <laughs> filming things in closed rooms, this is a little side tangent here. Mm. You guys are all aware of how The Mandalorian's been filmed? That big weird yes, curved screen? Uh, Thor's shooting like that too. Yeah, so, like, there's, I think there's two or three of those screens in existence at the moment. One of which is used for the Mandalorian. Um, there's another Are one you being built. At recording f- on one right now. Sorry. Is that why it was like there's a building? Behind <laughs> oh yes, it? of course I'm in one right <laughs> on now. The Skype call. Um, but there's another one being built at Fox Studios in Sydney, and that's Ooh. where Thor's getting filmed. Ooh. So it's a very exciting that we've like it's kind of come full circle, guys. Let's try and see. <laughs> it's a perfect time for that technology to exist. Yeah, but I thought it's funny because we've come full circle from. Reproject projections like what we spoke about in this movie, like like this week's like Strange on Train. All these old movies had real projections because you couldn't take the crew out into like these locations and film things. Mm. And we've come mm. full back around to real projections, mm. but just better. Yeah, I think it'll be great. Yeah, I'm very interested. And was it last week we were talking? I, I think it was Seven Samurai. Like it, it was just clearly a painting behind yeah. in one shot. Yeah. Technology has developed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, James. James, is James James? Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, last last week when we watched when we watched this, um, I was in Tamworth, so I watched it there. Uh, my dad saw me doing that and took that as a great excuse that I now want to watch every old movie in existence. <laughs> oh no. Well, not quite old, but um, so. We, we went through a bunch of other Hitchcock's things thing. Do you want to watch this? Do you want to watch this? I'm like, no, I've just watched Hitchcock. So I end up watching, um, keeping him happy by watching Unforgiven with uh, our boy Clint Eastwood. Okay. Have any of you seen that? No. Um, for a Clint Eastwood film, he spends the majority of the film being really weak and like uninspired and like uninspiring and just not what I think of as Clint Eastwood at all. He like, it's a, it's a Western, but it's like, he's just kind of following around with like Morgan Freeman and like other people doing all the work until the last like 20 minutes where he just starts shooting the shit out of everyone <laughs> and just basically gets, his, gets his group back. Gets Clint right. Eastwood again. <laughs> yeah. And just goes all out and murders like everyone in, in this, in this one tavern. Mm. Um, that's about, I, I did enjoy it though. It was it was nice. Um, that's the, the only movie I've watched. I've also been watching a lot of the uh, League of Legends World Championship, which is on at the moment. I will not continue plugging this because it's a very <laughs> niche uh, thing that I'm going to spend a lot of the next month watching. But um, just to say that our Australian boys, uh, Legacy, they did all right, but we couldn't quite beat China. So maybe next year, boys. <laughs> Okay, That's thank you for a that. Sad end. Yeah, that, that is the sad ending. We're bad at esports in Australia. Mm. Okay, well, fair enough. 
think that's it. Yeah, I think I think Hell so. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, Kat, where can people reach us? You can reach us at Watch It Again Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or at watchitagainpod at gmail.com. Send us an email, leave us a review. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening to us on. Just, yeah, give us a, give us a subscribe, give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Please, yeah. <laughs> right, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are the um, wonderful... Oh, oh. I was jumping in there, sorry. You were. <laughs> Keep going. I'll try again. With me are, as always, the wonderful... Cat. James. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's last this week. Whoa, all right. And? And me, Nicholas. There we go. <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Fuck yeah, I'll let you do that, James. Oh, poor Nick. <laughs>